0: Welcome to Talking Social Studies. You're listening to episode 32, Reflecting and Recharging for June 5th, 2019.
1: I take pride in the words, Ish bin ein violiner.
2: Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds.
0: This is the podcast where we talk about social studies and education today. Here you'll find conversations about strategies, resources, ideas, and more, all designed to help today's social studies teachers impact their students. Hello, Hello, everyone. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris.
3: Hello, I'm Chris Hitchcock and I teach world history for a private online high school affiliated with Indiana University. You can find me on Twitter at chitch94 and you can find the Talking Social Studies website at ditly
1: backslash talking SS. Hi, guys. I'm Scott Padway. Uh, I'm a tech coach and a former history tech, uh, gosh, former social studies teacher uh, in Pleasanton, California. You can find me on Twitter at Scott Padway.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm Amy Presley. I'm a history teacher at Broken Arrow High School near Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can follow the Talking Social Studies podcast on Twitter at talking SS, and you can follow me at STLNOK. And hi, everyone, I'm Chris Heffernan.
0: I'm now an eighth grade social studies teacher at Jefferson Junior High in Naperville, Illinois. You can find me on Twitter at cheffernan 75. And as you can tell, like it is the end of the year and we have managed to flub in the first minute and a half of our podcast <laughs> here, more than enough um, And so I think our conversation for today of reflecting and recharging is completely appropriate and completely necessary. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that recharge, that summer recharge. Without that recharge, I, I don't know how people stay in this profession. That's
3: true. Well, before we get to the recharging, maybe we should talk about reflecting on our, on this past school year.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, For me, this year has been crazy. Um, but, you know, <laughs> as teachers, we often get moving so fast, I think on the treadmill, especially now, especially now. And just... Uh, in full disclosure today is like my first day of, of summer break. Um, just so you all know, (laughs) that's where where I am anyway. Um, but we get into survival mode and we just don't take the time to reflect. And if you do, they're like, Oh, we should reflect. We should see what our students did, how our students did. But you know, in the craft of teaching, like there's a lot that we just need to do to sit back and kind of let everything sit in, I think, um, But when I look back on my year this year, uh, it's just been a blur. Uh, It's really been the year of highs and lows. And I've just been trying to keep the spinning plates, not even from spinning more, but just literally from stopping. Um, And it all stems from my personal life. Uh, You know, I found out that we were having a child who's now seven weeks old. So I just had a baby in this whole mix, which is awesome. Uh, And in the middle of that, uh, unfortunately lost my mom in like a tragic reckless driver accident. And just kind of a mess. And so, You know, for me, it didn't really matter what was going on at school anymore. Like I was so consumed by just this range of emotions and these different things in my personal life that I literally was like just trying to make it to to the next day. Um, And that's tough because I think it really, for me, uh, as I look back, like I'm, I'm starting to really empathize with people. Like I never knew sitting in baby class when. You know, the midwife's talking about, um, oh, you know, everybody loves is the first one in there with photos. And like all of a sudden it sends off these huge triggers for me, just just something that simple. And I think about the number of kids that we see and the number of people and contacts that we have in a single day. And out of all those kids, you know, 180 or whatever it is that you see, like in your classrooms, in addition to the the number that you that you touch on campus, like they're everyone's dealing with something like that. And it may not be that tragic and it may not be, but there's just stuff going on everywhere And it's just important to realize that if that's happening in people's lives, like it really doesn't matter what you're doing. And and it's really about, you know, working to to teach to that human core. Um, And so when you see the full train of life coming at you, like, that's it. That's it. And we've been as a district trying to really deal with student stress. Uh, We've moved up our calendars. So students take finals before they leave for winter break. Um, we've introduced access periods, which is now expanding to all our middle schools as well, just to try and give some students opportunities. Uh, we spent time doing some mindfulness, but it comes back to, you know, what happens when students are in your classroom and, and kids growing up, they're not necessarily as attuned to to that um, and and really the realities of life that some of their peers may be going through. Anyway, that's been my big reflection um, with, with that, but I want to share one other thing too, because... Something I'm super proud of this year with, uh, with this, with this new baby that we just had, which is like, just like you talk about changing your world on a (laughs) switch. Oh, yes. Um, but one of these other stresses I had was dealing with these new child bonding leaves. And it was so great. Like, oh my gosh, you know, there's this new law in California, you get 12 weeks. Um, it's fantastic. And then there was like this stipulation that because my wife and I were both employed by the same school district that we had to share that time. And it comes back to like, treating people like people you know and it caused an immense amount of stress for us and ultimately i will commend our district because they did do the right thing and they came around to the fact that like that no you know it may be legal for them to do that and instead of like every other district that they're just you know ducks in a row following that they came back and they said no you know we'll we'll allow you to take your your time each and uh and i think that they've just more formally made that in a policy i haven't officially confirmed that but you know if you're in a If you are working with people who Mm -hmm. um, you can't get rid of, who are going to be here every day and who deal with the clients that your intent is to serve, like, you have to treat them like people. And it's unfortunate that I think that so many teachers just kind of can get beaten down. Um, And that's why I think this is so important. We need to reflect on that. And then we got to get to that recharge part. This is what I'm super excited about. Second day of summer. First day of summer. Whatever. <laughs> great, Scott. I think
0: I think you're so dead on there because wow. if you think about like what they say every time you get onto an airplane and they talk about how in the event of of low cabin pressure these masks will drop down and they always say please secure your mask before you secure the child next to you. And it's so true. Like we have to take care of ourselves before we can be expected to take care of all those other kids. And like you said, that like, we have no idea what half of our kids are going through. There are some kids who will be very open and honest and tell us exactly what their experience has been. And there's others that, you know, they may have like lost a parent, a sibling, a friend, things like that. And, you know, we don't know because they don't share that information with us or we find out, you know, months later that it happened. And it's, it's, it's so true though. Like we don't take care of ourselves. How can we take care of them?
3: Right. And I just I think that's a good point too. As far as I know, that's something that I feel like I have gained over the course of being an educator for, you know, a, a good while now, is that I am much less inclined to take a kid reacting in a way that seems out of character or, or not proper or something, um, much less personally than I would have done as a early years educator because you know it's like I don't I don't know what happened to that kid last night or last week or something this could have nothing to do with me it's just that the the student is reacting about something just at this particular point when they're with me and that's I think that's a really good reminder to have that you know it may not have anything to do with you and so just keeping that in mind when something kind of goes awry but I guess that's more for keeping in mind for the next school year. <laughs> but I, I know that you guys are aware, I guess I probably bring this up all the time. Like, we have rolling enrollment at my school, it's an online school, so we don't have summer vacation, which is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we we got a new principal um, at the end of the calendar year, which was great because she's really awesome, and she is really big on reflecting a lot. We had to go through accreditation also a few months after she started, so talk about a good way wow. to like learn more about the school and <laughs> everything about it, um, crash course. But she is that was a very good reflective piece for us all that work at work for our school to kind of take stock of what we do and why we do it and what we want to do differently going forward and what we want to continue um but you know she's really big on reflecting you know we have like weekly meetings now we really talk a lot about what's going on and so it's really nice to kind of have that built-in ongoing reflection on a very regular basis so even though we don't have like that summer break we do have like this built-in reflection that's going on and she does encourage us to recharge it to you know give ourselves some downtime which is helpful
2: that's pretty awesome yeah i kind of wondered how you did that i mean i i know how much i rely on I, i i do i need that just if just a few days um on occasion and i was laughing as we were you know writing our show notes for this one um (laughs) It'll come up later, but for me, I mean, for me, it was a rough year for the adulting side of the job. Like I had a really great group of kids. Um, my team is awesome, but I really struggled with the mashing my, I guess my sense of idealism with the way things are. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, I really, really, really expect the whole walking, the talk thing. And I hit a brick wall against that this year and it wasn't pretty. Um, but thankfully, my site leadership is really amazing um, and they really took the window of opportunity to, you know, I can't really do much for you, but you're so valued and really um, it stuck with me. You know, you get all sucked into that conveyor belt of doing school and you can forget about the value in just taking that second to say, hey, I noticed you and, and things, you know, I noticed what you're doing and I appreciate you. Um, early in the school year, the, my bosses sent a group of us to a culture summit um with Phil Boyd and JJ Damski that really had me trying to intentionally kind of shift mindset um and the group of us really wanted to keep that momentum going kind of and we were really focusing on okay what's what can we commit to that's small and steady rather than something flash pan because we all know somebody's like oh this is a really great idea and they're diving in 100% and you're like honey this is just one more thing you're throwing on my plate so we wanted something that would kind of maintain Um, We didn't want a Band-Aid. We wanted long-term change. And so we did like a, it's just a staff award. It's a a bobblehead of our mascot that goes around and just, you have to, it can't be somebody in your department. It's got to be certified or uncertified, somebody else in the building. It just can't be your department. Because the whole point is we went, we're we're like a small school district in my building with um, certified staff. We're over 200. So we're, we're at almost four something for our total staff at our site. So we're like, you know, you don't mingle with everybody. Um, so by forcing people to choose people outside their department, it did encourage people to look outside more, um, and notice others. And we also started, I can't think of the name of who wrote it, but the book name of the book is the power of moments. And it was about, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities. And yeah, Chris, it even brings up the whole, it may have nothing to do with you. You're just the person standing in front of them. Um, And so it's really kind of leading what was the assume the best intentions. Just just that mindset of when people show up in front of you, just assume the best intention, assume that they really do want to get it right. Um, And so, you know, it was great. But then I was kind of laughing with this episode because I feel like I'm one of those people who's constantly thinking, you know, how did this go? And uh, what do we do better next time? And all that stuff. And my mind goes six different directions at once. And, you know, they talk about the train of thought. Mine's more like a tornado and just
3: so Okay, yeah.
2: how ironic. Uh, but uh, I, I'm lucky. I know I'm learning that um, landing with the right team is really important. And I'm really lucky that um, I'm, I have a big enough team that you can kind of, set yourself to advantage to cultivate the time of surrounding your folks that make you the best version of yourself. So really, um, I, just like you all, I'm like, I'm learning, I need to be kinder to myself and not feel guilty about shutting the door and saying, no, um, not feel guilty. Even, you know, sometimes my graduate school work is going to have to be a day late because that's just life.
3: Yep. <laughs> Yep. I'm just sitting here nodding. in
2: (laughs) As I have six different tabs open my computer and quietly I'm grading for college
3: board in the side during the middle of this. (laughs) So was the culture summit was that specifically geared towards schools or is that like a larger movement? Yes. It has
2: to do with building school culture. Um, Phil Boyd's been doing his thing for a while. And actually I will pull up um, his, his Twitter handle and JJ's too. Um, they, JJ was just brought onto his team. I knew JJ first. JJ worked for my district and was brought in. And so when they were doing culture summits, they came by and made sure they were in our area because we already kind of knew one person on the team. Um, and I mean, it was really good. It was definitely worth the time. I mean, I, for, for, for an Oklahoma district to be willing to spend hundreds of dollars a person and get subs for three or four days to send people, it's got to be worth it. Um, And it was definitely well worth the time. Um, It's when you, you know, I'm not really a touchy feely person. I've got a big bubble, Um, but I didn't feel like I was getting overwhelmed with the
0: cheerleader hugs.
2: You know what I mean? Like it was definitely a very positive atmosphere, but it was also very purposeful.
0: How did the rest of your building take to, uh, that little like prize that you guys had, the little bobblehead thing, like how, like, was it, was it supported by your staff or did you Actually, feel like? I'm really excited because I get to be the one who sends the email out each week,
2: um, you know, that, you know, this week. And what it is, is whoever gets it um, writes a little blurb to another member of the team who then forwards it to me um, of who they're nominating and why. And I get to send out the email to staff all that says, Hey, this week's, we named it Ollie after um, Clarence Oliver was a superintendent. that's really well kind of a legend in the district. And um, so they named the tiger after him. And so Ollie, the tiger runs around um, on people's desks and it's just kind of a, a, they send the student uh, culture crew. They like bang on five gallon buckets and cheer and like 30 kids invade somebody's classroom in the middle of the day. And, we love you, you know. We love you, Hitchcock. We do, and they go through the whole thing, um, which is embarrassing and disruptive, but it's cute. And then, wow. you know, the kids—it's it, a way to just celebrate each other, and it's not—it's not a have to, like. And the, the, I think the staff really likes that you have to go outside because what happens is, is, you wind up. It stays in one department for like six weeks, and people are like, "Well, who cares?" Right, right. right. So it crosses campus quite a bit. Like it—it it went. The first nomination was one of the custodians. And then it went to like a math teacher and then it went to a, I think an English teacher. And then it went, and then it started going to the counselors and it's, it's really kind of gone all over. Um, the only rules are different department, um, not the same person twice and not an admin.
0: I love it. I think that's fantastic.
2: And it's simple enough that like those of us who are on the culture crew, we're like, we can handle this. This is not that much more on my time. I send one email. And right. I've got the email list set. So it takes me five minutes once a week. And then I get the like responses that are like, oh, that's awesome. I love that person. So it, it's a nice, like positive thing for me to yeah. read that stuff too.
0: No, that's fantastic. I, I'm, I may very well be stealing that for next year. <laughs>
2: and he's a cute little bobblehead. He's a little like fuzzy one that is, you know, the little head bounces. <laughs>
0: that's, that's all you need right there.
2: All about the bobble. I, you know, it was a t- it's a $10 thing. It's a cheap little Amazon right. thing, but it's, it's about the thought. Yeah. Um and you get your picture with them. Oh, that's the other thing. They um when the kids do the cheer thing, the um the staff member who does the announcements, because we have the video announcements once a week, they take a picture of the person with the bobblehead and then they post something out. So like it goes it's part of the school broadcast each week who's the mm. tiger of the week.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: A little appreciation goes
2: a long way. Well, and that constant like, you know, you can have a really rough week and you see somebody you don't know. Or even somebody you do know well, and you're like, "Oh, well, good for them," you
0: know? Yeah, yeah, It's
1: cool.
0: All right, um, you have. Well, so I'm going to kind of like bridge the uh, the two here because I, I I really could not separate out the reflecting piece from the recharging piece, um, and, and so I got to go in, and like it's interesting to listen to you guys talk about this year for you as well because I I really feel like this is the darkest timeline. Um, like this year for me, it started off and and it seems so ridiculous at this point in time, but like, it started off with just the, the bad omen of my dog died the first weekend of school. Um, and and I remember going to school, like it was the third day. It was, we started on a Thursday and my dog actually died on a Monday. And I came in on that third day of school and was like, I'm in a bad mood. and I don't want you to think I'm always in a bad mood, but I'm in a bad mood today because I know my dog is going to die and blah, 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 blah. Um, so that's how things started. Um, I had a student whose dad died suddenly in December. Uh, one of my son's friends, her mom died like unexpectedly right before, um, right before Thanksgiving. And then to end the year, um, I missed our last podcast because my brother's girlfriend's son, who uh, was a, a 15-year-old freshman and finished off high school or finished off his freshman year of high school, Uh, got hit by a train and his body went missing in a creek and like it was just just an absolutely horrendous year as i think about things um then to top it off like the kids that i had this year were were not the worst kids i've ever had but they're certainly not the best ones i've ever had either um and, and there's so many of the kids that are really, they're good, good kids, but they're not the ones who have the loud voices. The mm-hmm. the Bobos, as we call them, um, <laughs> are the ones who were were super loud this year and super boisterous. And they're the, sadly the voices that got heard. Um, and then I found out that I'm switching grade levels, which is a positive on one hand, because I'm super excited about um, teaching American history and teaching eighth graders. So like, that's going to be great. But at the same point in time, you know, you're leaving behind a curriculum that I helped to write. I'm leaving behind a team that I, I, I mean, I don't think that love is even a strong enough word. I, I love my teammates on that. I'm with right now. Um, and then all the little pet projects that I have of like, you know, our schools walk for water and things like that. Like those are all things that I'm leaving behind as well. So it, it's been kind of a, it's, it has not been my favorite year this year. And so as we go into summer, like I, I started thinking about this a couple of weeks back about how I need to like kind of have a plan going into place. And I I came up with my own like little four-step plan. And and I was super proud of myself because like I actually had it like on my phone notes of like, you know, step one. And so step one is stop doing work. And and, like the nice thing for me is that our last day was Friday and um, I have not done any semblance of schoolwork since then. Um, like, and, and giving myself that permission to just stop and not worry about next year is, it's been very, very, it's just, it's taken like a weight off my shoulders. And and that's something that in years past I have not done. Like, like it's literally the first day of summer is the first day of the next year for me of like, oh, well, I'm going to do this and that and that. So, um, like this week, I, like yesterday I spent two hours at the pool just watching my kids, like act like idiots in the water. Um, I've actually sat down and read books that I enjoy because I want to enjoy them. Not because like, Oh, I should talk about this with students. So it, it's been great. Um, Step two, which I have not done yet. That's, that's the next step is, is I want to just like make two different lists, a list of things that I want to do for school for next year and a list of things I want to do for me this summer. Um, So like the stuff for school is, I'm not going to like, you know, plan out the entire year, but like rather like the first couple weeks or, you know, if there's things that I know need to be copied over the summer, get those taken care of. So that way it's one less thing that's going to stress me out in August. And then as far as things at home, like, you know, I want to go, you know, to Indiana Dunes National Park. It's like an hour and a half from here. And like, if I don't write it down somewhere though, I'll get to the end of the summer and be like, oh darn, I should have gone there. (laughs) Um, Or like, you know, go and like see one of the museums in Chicago. Like I I have this amazing city that's like an hour away from me. And yet, you know, I'll get to the end of the summer and be, oops, I missed out (laughs) on all that. Um, As far as reflection goes, like I am making it an effort this year to only reflect on the positive Um, because reflecting on the negative, I think though it has its place, like it can also just drag you down and, and, you know, really hyper-focus on like all the things that did not go well. So I'm going to try to reflect on the things that made me happy, the things that like worked well with students, the things that worked well with other people. I'm going to reflect on, you know, this, this idea of having like some kind of a prize to, to pass on to other people. Like Amy, I'm, I'm, it's, now that's stuck in my head and now I'm going to break rule number one of stop doing work because I'm going to think about, you know, (laughs) I should get a a bobblehead Thomas Jefferson to send around at our school.
1: So Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how we are as teachers too, right? We're just always constantly like, you can't ever, you know what though?
2: That. I mean, like Chris, you talked about the like phone note. That's what that's for. You start a note in your phone <laughs> for things to come back to yep. that you're like, okay, in August, I want to sit down and look at this. I'm going to write down enough that I know what I'm talking about, but then
0: I'm going to leave it be. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that is my, I'm trying to be really purposeful about that this summer here. Um, And then the last thing is, and this is something I saw on Twitter a couple of years ago, and I've done it ever since it's called countdown to awesome. And rather than counting down, like to the end of the school year, count down to the beginning of the school year as a reminder of like, you know, just how awesome this next year is going to be. And so, um, I, I I have a class Instagram account and strangely, like other kids who are not like kids from the elementary school have found me, which is (laughs) kind of, um, so I, it's not just my old students, but it's also some students that I'll end up with in the next year or, you know, a couple of years down the road. And like for them to see like, you know, it's like we get to like 10 days out before the beginning of school year that I'm like counting down of like, you know, only 10 days left until we get to start again. Only nine days left until we get to start again. Like it's it changes their mindset of like, you know, oh, my God, school is a burden to school is really going to be awesome. And, and you know. I do love the first day of school. Like I love the fact as teachers that we get a reset every year and that like, you know, just because this past year was the darkest timeline and was just, you know, not my favorite year. It doesn't mean that next year is going to be bad. Like that we get it. We do get a chance to like, not just reflect and recharge, but also kind of like reboot and, and start over
1: again. So yeah, that reset, that summer reset is, um, it's just so important, I think. And 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 if you don't recharge what you have, like I think that's how you end up with teacher burnout. Right? It, I mean it, I don't absolutely. think people get into teaching going, I'm gonna be grumpy and angry and pretend like I hate my job and not like kids. Like that just doesn't like you don't you don't get drawn to this profession if that's how you feel. But I can see after a career, like I mean, we've seen all sorts of shenanigans in education and, and the constant like unappreciation for the profession I think can start wearing on people. And unless you take the time to recharge, um, I I think that's why you see so many people, especially new teachers, just exiting the profession and looking for something else. Um, But for me, the summer recharge, man, I, uh, I, for 15 years, that meant like some adventure and generally meant abroad. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've done everything from just like a week in Canada to six weeks throughout, you know, Africa and Europe and all sorts of stuff. Um, and as a social studies teacher I love it right because I can like go like live some of this some of the things that we talk about but this little guy has kind of changed things (laughs) (laughs) yes it does (laughs) so um it's kind of funny my life I feel like babies are falling from the sky my best friends have kids that are you know two months older and then you know one was supposed to be one month older but they came two weeks late and ours came two weeks early and so now they're like you know days apart and I got a friend in the UK who's got a baby. I mean, it's just like I felt—you know—five years ago. I felt like I was going to weddings all the time, and now, surprise, surprise, <laughs> baby city. And and so, uh, we're just—we're trying, you know, slow, slow steps. We've actually taken the little guy to Yosemite already, and and so we're thinking that we're going to head down uh, on a road trip to Southern California. We'll do some family stuff for a while, and uh, and then I just actually called yesterday one of my friends uh, who lives in Denver. She just had her kid, um, and I'm like, hey. Maybe we should try going to the mountains out there. And so I, I think that's gonna be uh little guy's first flight. It might be out to Denver sometime in in July, which we'll see how that goes. And and if that's successful, then maybe we'll find find something else. Dude, seriously, uh, it's the best
3: time to fly with them. <laughs> They're that little.
1: Yeah. like yep. Well, I took I just, my
2: oldest, we took our oldest.
1: Just had a kid a month before and <laughs> lives in the UK. And so we're thinking we can I don't know, try and figure out how that all works, but it's I want to have a one successful flight before, before we start getting too, too ambitious at it. Uh, but that's my recharge is just finding that adventure. And, and that's what we're excited about now, too, is we're just finding more local adventures. Like we've been to beaches that we've never been to that aren't too far away. Um, and just things that, you know, maybe we've taken for granted that have kind of been been nearby because we've been so focused, like looking on these like giant global expedition things. Um, but that's what I say. Go out and, and recharge and just do something that you haven't done
3: cool. I think that sounds like good advice. My daughter, she's 12 and she is she's is very much wanting to camp and sadly she was not born to camping people. Uh, <laughs> at least like, I glamp. I don't camp. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, um, I like air conditioning and I don't like bugs. So yeah, that's not a good combination for camping. But I said, well, why don't you, she's like, well, what about like a cabin somewhere? I said, well, why don't you research it and see what you can find out? And so she has found a cabin in a little uh, like kind of state park lake area that's about an hour and change away from us. So talking about those local adventures, we've driven past this lake many times we've never stopped. And so we're going to look into that and see if maybe we can find like a, you know, do a two night thing and, you know, kind of ease into it and that sort of thing. So that will be, that'll be fun. And, you know, maybe a few other like short kind of mini things, mini adventures. Uh, and then, you know, hanging out with family some, um, and then, yeah, I'm doing a lot of mom taxiing <laughs> as well <laughs> with things going on with the kids. And then, yeah, just my, de- my, my recharging is just like getting to read some stuff that I actually want to read, not just student work. And so oh. it, it's nice to have a few days just to kind of do that
2: chill out. Well, I'll be honest with you. I am one of those people who like absolutely avoids, um, using summer break to beef up on content knowledge. Um, my husband teases me all the time because I will take those, like, I almost said famous bar that tells you how old I am. Um, but those old, you know, like those paper, um, you know, big shopping bags and going to garage sales and filling them up with like the worse the book, the better. We're talking like dollar general, you know, two for one suspense novels and those bodice ripper romances. (laughs) I mean, just the worse the writing, the better. Um, (laughs) And and I'm sure it's something, you know, some sort of psychological reaction to all the the reading and the research for new courses and degrees and stuff um, and current graduate work. But I need my brain to have a rest where I'm just entertained. I'm not looking for something deeper. I'm not trying to process and pull it apart. I just make me laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I say that, but I signed up about, you know, taking the break and reading for fun, but I signed up for nine hours of graduate work. This that starts next week. Um, I mentioned today, I'm already currently scoring for college board essays and I've got (laughs) about 2,500 miles of driving to do for the next month. Um, So we're not exactly sitting idle, but what I've found is that trying to take advantage of those little moments, like, like Chris, you talk about the cabin. We, I, As a kid, I did the whole, like, you know, um, canoe with dry bags and then get them all the way to the point where I would get to, you know, a, a sandbar and then camp that night and then get back in the canoe and canoe another six miles or something. We're not doing that anymore. But... <laughs> Um, (laughs) my husband and I got a travel trailer last summer. And so my graduate work is online. So while I'm doing the grad, like my first week of graduate work is going to be going to like Diamond Crater National Park.
3: And um, let's hope I have (laughs) Wi-Fi. (laughs) That will be the adventure tracking down (laughs) Wi-Fi.
2: Well, you know, the, thankfully the spouse and I can create hotspots. So as long as we can get a cell signal, we'll
3: be good.
1: Yeah. It's pretty hard to lose those cell signals now. I mean, yeah. They're they're everywhere. But that's awesome. I mean, right? It's like just the sign of the times. And it's so funny, like thinking about the ability to work remotely, right? And mm-hmm. what do we do with our kids every day? Like I get there's a socialization aspect that we expect them to be from eight to three sitting yeah. here in a physical space. Yeah. Well, I guess not Chris.
0: <laughs> no,
3: why don't we <laughs> doing whatever <laughs> Cool. Well, it was fun. This was fun for me because since I don't have a summer, it's nice hearing what other people do on their summer breaks. And uh, I mean, I have summer, it's just not a break. But um, <laughs> so I enjoy hearing that and learning what people are doing in their in-person schools, you know, with their face-to-face school settings. But, well, next week, our next episode, we are working on something. We don't have it 100% confirmed yet. So it will be a surprise mm-hmm. when it arrives. <laughs> Our own little adventure in podcasting. (laughs)
1: There you go. Well, until next week.
3: All right. See you later.
1: Have a great one.